and welcome to another What's Up podcast. This is Becca Martin-Brown, the entertainment editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I am joined in the studio by Kathy McClure, an old friend of mine who has been a pageant director in the past, and she's here because an old friend of hers is with us, Corey Keller, who is Miss Arkansas 2023. Yes, thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be here. You can't believe how wonderful this woman looks at this hour of the morning. (laughs) It's amazing. I think this is already my fourth hour, so I'm doing good. It's good you're young. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to ask you the most important question for people who watched the pageant this year. Okay. How's your dad? He's so much better. He is home and doing cardiac rehab and really on the mend and the road to recovery. But it was a scary few weeks there and very dicey at one point, but we're very thankful that he's on the mend. Did you go see him the next morning? That night I went. So there's a video going around that has over half a million views on social media. And it's me going to see my dad in my in my gown, my crown, and my sash at Baptist Hospital in Little Rock. And it was really special getting to have that moment with him because we had jokingly said before the competition even started, we said, oh, well, if we win, that'll never happen. But if I do, I'm coming in my crown and my sash <laughs> in my dress. And he said, oh, yeah, ha, ha. And I actually did it. So I'm so glad. How was it a heart issue? Yes, he has cardiovascular disease and had triple bypass. And then after the bypass surgery, he had a heart attack. Oh my! So he got put on ECMO support to help pull the pull the fluid off of his heart and pull the blood out of his heart to try to let it rest and recover. And so yeah, that was the absolute bravest thing which you did. Well, thank you. So brave. If y'all missed it. Her on-stage question, she got a chance to talk about her dad. And, of course, at that moment, everybody on the planet wanted her to win so she could go <laughs> see dad. Well, thank you. Now, you've been involved in the Miss America pageant system for a very long time. I have. You're 25, and you've been involved 15 years? 16 years. Oh, I started yeah. when I was nine, and Kathy has seen me through it the whole time. <laughs> She's been here for it all. And I started out as a Diamond State Princess for Lindsay Lee, my forever Miss Arkansas. And Who's here I but was, won't talk. <laughs> yes. She's my chaperone for the day. She's amazing and has been such a great support. But I was Miss Lakes of the Northwest Princess, Miss Frisco Springs Princess, and I loved Kathy and Ed and the friendships that I made in this organization, and that's why I decided to compete in teen and then in, to Miss Arkansas. Kathy, explain the princess program to us and explain this baby that you met when she was nine. <laughs> uh, well, when Lindsay was our queen for Miss Lakes of the Northwest and Miss Frisco Springs, um, they allow the younger girls to uh, be a part of the Diamond State Princess, and they get to be on stage and sing, um, you know, if I'm Miss America, and and it's really it's really a great program because it it encourages young girls to get involved in the teen program and also in the Miss Arkansas program. Um, and this is the, the second year that a Diamond State Princess has, has won Miss Arkansas. So Ebony um, Mitchell was also yes. yours. Yeah. Uh, well, she actually was our teen queen. Mm-hmm. I, I had to go back and look, but she was actually our, our teen uh, one year. But, but yes, the Diamond State Princess program is a, is a wonderful way for the young ladies to start out early and, and get to see the teen young ladies and the Miss Arkansas young ladies and, and look up to them and learn, uh, learn different skill sets. 
So what did you learn as a princess that you're using right this very minute? I think a lot. And at that age, you know, pre-puberty, pre-growing up, I was a very confident 10-year-old. But the older I got, I became less and less confident. And Lindsay can agree. She's shaking her head right now. But I was a very confident 10-year-old. But the older I got, I became less confident. And I became very self-conscious. And I looked at everybody else before I even looked at myself to pick myself apart or say, I want to be like them, not like myself. And being a Diamond State princess and now looking back, I have that confidence again. I have the confidence to be myself, to be confidently me and do what I want and do what makes me happy. And that's what keeps people coming back every year is because you're not doing Miss Arkansas because you don't love it. And I love it. And this is something I care about. And I could have given up, but I never did. And I'm glad that I learned that from a young age. How many years did you compete in the Miss Arkansas pageant? Four. This was my fourth this year. This was four. When in this competition did you say to yourself, if you did, this might be it. This feels really good. I, I never thought I'm going to win it. I, this is my year. I've, I've never been like that, especially growing up in Miss Arkansas. You just know you don't say that. Like, you just know. <laughs> you don't just presume what's going to happen. So I said, you know, I could really do well. And when my dad got sick, it gave me a lot of perspective because, yes, I wanted to be Miss Arkansas. Yes, this has always been my goal, but my dad was alive, and he was you know, on the road to recovery, and they could see the light at the end of the tunnel at that point, and that's what was important to me, and that's what mattered to me, and he told me before, he said, Corey, you cannot change a thing. You have to go and give it your all. So, of course, I wanted to win for myself and for everything that I've worked for, but for him and for my family and for every person that supported me and loved me and <laughs> has seen me grow up in this organization, you know, I want to do it for them, too, and for everyone in Arkansas. This has been such a pleasure and having that peace the whole week and that calmness of spirit just to know that whether or not I win, I'm going to be okay. And that's what did it, I think. We hear all the time about the friendships you form in the pageant system. And I know that's true because we were just talking about Danny Walker, who used to be the queen of pageant directors in the state. <laughs> what, who are the people, talk a little bit about who has been with you all the way. Well, it's the people in the room with me now, they have loved me and cheered me on since I was a baby, since I was starting out. I only got involved on a whim because there was a princess shortage the year I started. And they were recruiting children ages 5 to 12 to become a Diamond State princess. And a, friend, a family friend of ours from Stuttgart said, do you want to do it? And I said, yeah, sure. And I got paired with Lindsay on a, on a random. They, she didn't have a princess, and it was a newer program. And I said, sure, I'll take her. Like, whatever. I'm just happy to be here. And um, having that opportunity and having these people that – you know, 16 years later, love you and care about you like you're their sister or you're their friend or even their family. It's really special. And that's, those are the relationships that matter. And those are the ones that win or lose that are invaluable and that keep you coming back and keep you competing and then keep you volunteering and keep you supporting the next generation of contestants because it's a big family. And those are the people that have loved me always. What was that moment like when you're standing there with the first runner up? And you don't know. Mm -hmm. What is that moment like? And how do you keep your heart from just jumping out of your chest? 
Well, I've never been in the top five before this year. So I've, I've never been in that experience or felt anything like that, even as a teen contestant. And it went by really fast. But if you go back and watch it, they just talked and talked and talked. It was long and drawn out. And <laughs> yes. yes, it was very drawn out. But um, it went by very fast. And I just was so shocked that I was even up there and that this was me and Camille were standing there together. And She's been great through this whole process and so supportive and so kind after the fact. And just knowing that anyone up there is so deserving and has worked hard and has put in the time. But to be chosen, it's it's you saw me cry as soon as I was crowned because it's such this overwhelming culmination of everything that I've worked for in my life. And I've spent more than half of my life being a part of. Mm. So it's really it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so surreal. So the really important thing I feel like that you get to do as wearing any of the Miss America crowns is talk about a platform issue mm -hmm. that's important to you. Will you tell us about yours? Yes, my platform or community service initiative is Feeding the Future Collaborative Solutions to Hunger. Growing up in rural Arkansas, I'm from Stuttgart originally, Food insecurity sat next to me every single day in class. And Arkansas ranks second in the nation for food insecurity, and one in four children are affected by it. For me, that's more than a statistic. It's the people I saw in the food pantries. It's the people that I sat next to every day in class. Those are my friends, and those are the next generation, not only of Stuttgart, but of Arkansas and of our nation. And if I, as Miss Arkansas or as Corey Keller, can make a difference and help the next generation and try to alleviate food insecurity in parts of Arkansas, I want to. And that's been my passion. And I've even become an advocate this past year with the Arkansas Hunger Relief Alliance, the Arkansas Food Bank, and the American Heart Association as one of their new initiatives through the AHA is food insecurity to provide equitable, nutritious food for everyone so they can live heart-healthy lifestyles, which it's a full circle moment. My dad's going through heart struggles now, and knowing that I have a family history of this, it's just everything's falling into place, and I'm just so thankful that I get to do this. I know you've been out volunteering. Mm -hmm. What do you see as a volunteer that you think people listening to this podcast need to know is out there? You know, it's heartbreaking, especially as a child going in, starting young in my platform and my community service initiative, just trying to build the foundation of my work and my volunteerism and my advocacy work to see the people you know. And there's such a stigma around asking for help. It, people are embarrassed. I've been in school districts of extreme poverty, and they say children will throw the food away in a trash can instead of taking it home because they're embarrassed and they don't want their classmates to know. They don't want their teachers to know, which clearly you can tell. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And I wish everyone knew that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be in a difficult situation, but asking for help, especially for you and your family, is the best thing you can do. And that there are organizations and resources out there to help you, and that you shouldn't be embarrassed. Kathy, watching these girls grow up, what do you learn? What have you learned from them? <laughs> um, how resilient um, they are and, and how persistent they are. Um, Lindsay was very persistent um, and, and Corey has been the same way. I've, I've noticed that um, and we were thrilled when she won. Um, you missed the conversation about screaming and carrying the, yeah. scaring the dogs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. When uh, we had been 
to we didn't get to go to the pageant, but we'd been to Russellville to a wedding, and we got home just in time to see the top five. And basically, our dogs will never be the same because we were screaming. Um, but yeah, we we just learned that. Um, I mean, these young ladies they bring so much to the table. Um, they're they're perfect <laughs> in every way. She's getting a little bit teary. Yeah, I Kathy am. does not get teary. You know, um, we we love. We loved having our pageants and being able to see these young ladies grow up. One of my earliest memories, and literally earliest memories, is watching the Miss America pageant the year Debbie Barnes won, which was in the 60s sometime, and my mother screaming because she had babysat Debbie Barnes in Kansas. <laughs> so I've been interested in the pageant my whole life, and I've always wanted to tell people um, these girls are not bimbos. No. <laughs> what would you say to people who still think it's a beauty pageant? For me, it's so much more than that because this is the largest scholarship provider for women in the world. You got thirty thousand dollars plus all the just for winning Miss Arkansas. Yeah. That's not including the over twenty thousand that I've won prior to being Miss Arkansas that helped me graduate with my undergraduate and my master's degree completely debt free. So to me, it's a scholarship organization, and that's exactly what it is. It's providing women opportunities to afford to get an education, whatever that may be or whatever that might look like for them, traditional or non-traditional. And I'm just so glad I get to be a part of that and encourage women to step up, be confident, be poised, learn everything that this organization can give you, and then go get your education and be a leader, be successful. The beauty of starting young is that you get to see your queens and you get to see your friends in the organization be successful. I mean, Lindsay's extremely successful at Walmart and her sister, Queen Allison, is the inspector general of Arkansas. I mean, many people don't realize that, but I, I see her as a pageant queen. I see her as Ebony's queen, my friend's queen. Like, mm -hmm. these are my role models and that's the best thing I could ever ask for. And they're my first role models and I'm so incredibly honored and excited that I can say, you know, well, I knew her when, and I've watched her turn into this beautiful, accomplished woman, and that's my role model because of Miss Arkansas and this organization. So what happens now between now and Miss America? We don't know when it is yet, right? We don't know anything official, no. <laughs> Sometime in the fall-ish? Fall, winter, I think that's where they're leaning. So what happens in your life now? Yes. It's Clearly, you have to keep doing all of the tap dancing mm -hmm. and the, mm -hmm. all of those things. But what else is going on? What have you done so far and what will you be doing? I've been doing a lot of media right now, just trying to get my name out there. And of course, people are very interested to see who Miss Arkansas is every year. So I'm introducing myself to all parts of the state and people these past few weeks. But I'll continue. And once school starts, we will be in school districts all around Arkansas visiting and meeting children and hopefully being that inspiration for them to pursue either higher education or find their passions or just make a difference in their communities. Miss Arkansas has done something really unique in the last couple of years. All school appearance fees have been waived. So now all schools, no matter where you are, no matter your income level, you can have Miss Arkansas. So I encourage anyone to have me come to their school. Let me meet your students. Let me you know, speak about what you'd like me to speak about and um, to get to know you. How wonderful. 
So, what's the apartment like? How's the car? They're great. <laughs> We're very, very thankful. She gets an apartment in Conway? Yes. And a car yes. as part of her prize package. Yes. So there's a large in-kind prize package that comes with it. And Arkansas is very fortunate to have sponsors that are incredibly generous, like my Bell Chevrolet Blazer that you'll see me driving around the state with the Miss Arkansas sticker on the side. So and it's so cool. And, you know, there's nothing like being flagged down driving 75 miles an hour down the interstate. <laughs> People are like, Miss Arkansas. And you're like, please be safe. Get back in your car. Like your six-year-old is hanging out the window, please. But you have to look good all the time because somebody could see you. I can't remember who told me the story. It might have been clear back Beth Ann Rankin about coming out of a restroom in a convenience store and this little <laughs> gaggle of people. And she's like, no, please, no. <laughs> you only have a year as Miss Arkansas. So, yes, you need to look the part and act the part always. But you have the rare opportunity to make someone's day every day. And whether that's a six-year-old seeing me waving at her driving down the interstate <laughs> or someone coming out of a convenience store bathroom or in a more formal, like in the media or doing a press conference, it's – you have such a special opportunity, so I'm so excited to meet people in convenience store bathrooms. <laughs> so if we see you, if we see you when you're not being Miss Arkansas, what do you look like? A, le a more casual version of me now, probably not quite as put together, but uh, if I'm not being Miss Arkansas, I'm probably at the gym or practicing my dance, getting ready for Miss America, or I'm at home taking a nap. <laughs> It's been wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for being here. This is another What's Up podcast. I'm Becca Martin-Brown, and thank you to Corey Keller and to Kathy McClure for being with us today on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you.